0: Did a Dick Sporting Goods, this is a true story. Worked at Dick Sporting Goods, worked in the team sports section. So it was like baseball, hockey, all this stuff. And I liked it. It was just something completely different. And I remember I walked in one day and there was a guy who I worked with and he goes, did you play hockey? And I, and I said, yeah. And he goes, I watched you on TV last night. And I'm like, what? He's like, you were on the Big Ten Network in the national championship game against Minnesota. And I was living in Minnesota at the time. He goes, you were the goalie? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, what are you doing here? And honestly, I wish I had that guy's phone number now to call him and be like, thank you for just like kicking me in the butt and just getting me to wake up.
1: Hi there, welcome to the show. I'm Lucas Favali and this is Crunch Chronicles presented by Wendy's. Today on the show we catch up with a Crunch goalie who spent just one season in Syracuse in the mid-2000s. We're talking about Mike Ayers who joined the Crunch at a PTO early in the 2005-06 season. He turned that first tryout into a second before eventually earning an AHL contract with the Crunch later that season. He ended up playing in 23 games for the Crunch, going 12-8-1 with a 2.66 goals against average and a 9-19 save percentage. He also posted three shutouts for the Crunch. And after two more seasons playing in North America, Ayers retired and stepped away from the game for a year. You'll hear the story of how he got back into hockey on the coaching side coming up on the show. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Wendy's Pretzel Bacon Pub Cheeseburger is back. Dive into a bite packed with warm, savory beer cheese, applewood smoked bacon, crispy fried onions, and hot and juicy beef. All perfectly paired with a Dr. Pepper at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time. Dr. Pepper is a registered trademark of Dr. Pepper 7-Up, Inc., lee baldwin and company is a proud sponsor of the syracuse crunch for all of your investment needs check them out at investtoday.com. lee baldwin and company you do the dreaming they'll do the math I'm great. How are you, Lucas? I'm doing very well, thanks. And uh, we are very much looking forward to this chat today. Getting caught up on where you are now. Let's. I guess we'll start there. What's. Uh, what are you doing? You're, you're obviously still involved in the game. Uh, fill everyone in if uh, they're not familiar with where you are. and What you're doing right now.
0: Yeah, I've uh, been. This is my tenth season. I've been coaching uh, my Boston College uh, Division One NCAA hockey team. Um, so I've been here for ten years and um it gets me back home i'm i'm originally from Hangham mass so is about 20 miles south of of where i'm working so it's it's nice to get back you know to my to my home base which is a place where i always wanted to come back to
1: yeah how you know how are things going there at bc like you said you've been there for a long time which is great uh, uh you know very good story program of course uh you know what's it been like to be there at bc
0: uh it's been great um you know i started uh when when jerry york was here and spent nine seasons with him and Um, that was obviously a great opportunity for me to grow and and learn a lot from a, from a legendary coach. And, um, that was, that was a really fun time. And now, uh, Greg Brown is now the head coach here. And, um, you know, we have a lot of exciting players, a lot of great players that have come through here and we're trying to almost rebuild, um, get back to where, where BC is, is most known for, especially early in the mid two thousands when I was playing in Syracuse, how they were doing so trying to get back to that level, which is uh, a fun process, obviously a tough, tough task, but a lot of variables that go in and out of it, but it's been really fun.
1: Yeah. What is the biggest, uh, you say the variables and it is significant. I mean, from year to year, you never know what's going to happen. Just in terms of college hockey and, and trying to build that uh, program. And, you know, like we said, obviously BC is, is one of the most uh, storied in, in, in the country, but um, you know, you go through some ups and downs. What's the challenge of keeping a program so consistent, like it has been over the years.
0: Honestly, I, I think I think just the landscape of it has changed so much. Um, I think you know back when when BC was winning a lot of championships, they were young, talented, and um, there wasn't as many guys you know leaving early to go to the pro level. And obviously, the CBA has an effect of that. Um, and obviously, teams wanting to be younger because of cap space and all that stuff in, for, at the NHL level. But that's that's one big piece of it. And I think for us, we're trying to make some changes where we're going to still shoot for the blue chip kids and and all that, but we have to balance it out with the more mature kids, the older kids that are playing, you know, that are aging out in juniors and and those types of kids that can carry on the culture and the chemistry within the room. I think that's been our biggest focus. Um, You know, we have a great class coming in next year, which we're really excited about. And um, now we have to balance it out with those older kids and, and make sure that we can contend next year for, to win a lot of games and hopefully some titles
1: yeah we look forward to, to tracking that moving forward and you talked about already uh jerry york who of course is one of the uh one of the premier if not the most uh, storied coach uh in, in college hockey he's a hall of famer of course uh what was it like to work with him for nine seasons
0: it was special um you know I, I think my first few years here i was always trying to like put myself in his shoes you know when before he spoke to the team before he addressed the team and um, try to put my own thoughts in my head and then obviously listen to what he had to say and super positive guy. Um, always spun things around where he, he critiqued, but, uh, he never demeaned, which I think is a really important thing with him, you know, being a strong coach and a a leader and, um, his day-to-day stuff was awesome. Like he, he just, he always took great care of us and, and I can't thank him enough for obviously one, giving me the opportunity to get to BC, but, um, you know, to be able to learn from him for nine years and uh, some special memories, you know, obviously his 1000th win, no other college coach has ever done before being able to go and see him getting inducted to the hockey hall of fame. And it's just a really special time, you know, to, to be around him and and to see his legacy, you know, here at the program and how important he is to not only to the hockey program here, but the university itself. And uh, it was, it was a really, special time for me to to learn from the best that ever do it
1: yeah I mean that's uh, got to be a great experience for you like we said nine years there under uh under him as the head coach uh, I guess we'll filter back to when you first got there and, and and the process I guess to to get to BC in the first place uh what was the process like how did you wind up with uh with the Eagles
0: it's a it's a it's a messed up story to be honest <laughs> to like I, I I ended up like you know I, I finished up playing and I wanted nothing to do with hockey, to be honest with Mm -hmm. you. I I just, I needed a break from it. I was sick of living out of a bag. I I just, I just wanted like a, I always thought what a normal life would be, you know, a nine to five and do this and do that and go home and spend time with my family and do that. But, um, I did get out of it for a little bit. I I worked in retail (laughs) and for about three months and, um, I'll never forget. It was during the, you know, in, oh, in 08, I think it was, where, you know, obviously the economy was really tough. Oh, yeah. and it was hard to get a job. So I worked at a Dick Sporting Goods. This is a true story. I worked at Dick Sporting Goods, worked in the team sports section. So it was like baseball, hockey, all this stuff. And I, I, I liked it. It was just something completely different. And I remember I walked in one day, and there was a guy who I worked with, and he goes, did you play hockey? And I and I said, yeah. And he goes, I watched you on TV last night. And I'm like, what? He's like, you were on the Big Ten Network in the national championship game against Minnesota. And I was living in Minnesota at the time. He goes, you were the goalie? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, what are you doing here? And honestly, honestly, I wish I had that guy's phone number now to call him and be like, thank you for just like kicking me in the butt and just getting me to wake up. And it was about, I put in my two weeks the next day. And then um, I got hired by the Anaheim Ducks and I worked with their goalies in their American league team and then got in with USA hockey. I had been doing a lot of that with USA hockey. So then it just, it just trickled down. I ended up being the national goaltending coach for USA hockey and overseeing a lot of uh, the U18, U- U17 NTVP teams, and obviously helping out with the world junior scouting and development of all the youth goalies across the country. So it was a really big job. Um, and then from there, it just it ended up, I got tied in with Ronnie Ralston, who at that time was the head coach of the Buffalo Sabres, who had worked for Jerry at BC. Um, and Jerry, uh, once he lost one of his longtime assistants to a head coaching job, he was calling all of his ex-coaches to get their thoughts. And, and Ronnie uh, brought my name up and um, the rest is kind of history. But it was it was just an amazing turn of events of like, you know, you put your time in here and there and you never really know where it's going to lead. And I had some great people in my corner that helped me get to where I am now. And obviously now I continue to learn and grow with, a lot of other coaches that have been through here so it's a it's a special place
1: oh what a whirlwind that is <laughs> and that's crazy a, that's incredible I, I mean it was crazy yeah it's just what a quick turnaround too like you said you're you're just in retail and all of a sudden bam you're you're coaching what was it in iowa right with the, uh, with the yeah iowa chops, iowa chops. yeah yep. uh what like what was that first experience like i mean that was kind of early days of goalie coaches in the ahl too uh what was that experience like when you you finally you jump back into the game there uh, you know after a year or so away
0: it was, it was, it was weird. I think it was a hard transition for me early. Cause uh, at the time they had a kid named David LaNeview there who um, I actually played against in the, fro- against in the frozen four, the year we played Minnesota in the national championship game. So, you know, you go from a peer, you know, and you're competing against that guy to now, like, you're trying to help that kid get to, you know, improve his game. So I think that was like in, him and David and I had some good conversations about like just goaltending and, more like him picking my brain, me picking his brain to see what worked for him. And, um, we had some great conversations. We had a good relationship, but I think it's all like, you're just trying to grow, you know? And I I think once you're able to put the personal stuff aside and you can actually work one-on-one and know that there's trust in both sides, that's an important piece to it too. But it was, uh, the, the Iowa thing was a, was a quick turn of events that happened and it, threw me in the game fairly quickly
1: yeah well and then uh, you like you said you go to the national uh, program there start to develop the uh, the young goalies for the the united states what was that experience like you, you saw some time with world juniors and the u18s uh, like that uh you know just the overall experience working for the uh, u.s national development program
0: it was it was an awesome i think was, for me it was great in terms of time management there was a lot on the plate of that in that position and I think they've done a good job. USA Hockey's done a good job of taking a little bit of that weight off that guy's shoulders uh, with the ADM model and, and them adding a the goalie guy into that. Um, that's helped, you know, kind of ease some of the, some of the mishaps that I think it just, you just get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, but USA hockey was, was an unbelievable experience between anytime you can represent your country and have that logo on you, wherever you are, whether it's going to the office or going to a gold medal game, that is a special, special thing for anybody. Um, so to do that for a couple of years and, and learn under great coaches, Donnie Granado was there, Dan Cole. Uh, that was, that was a really tremendous time for me to, to grow not only as a, as a goalie person, but also as a coach. And uh, the time management piece that I think is so important as a coach uh, it was it was enjoyable. I, I really cherish my time there.
1: What's the, the biggest challenge, of you know, working with young players at that age, that level, you know, especially goalies at that level? Uh, you know, we see them here in Syracuse now, and, you know, you have a veteran, you might have a 20, 21, 22, 23-year-old as well, and, and they're still learning and growing. It's even, uh, you know, when you have someone as raw as they might be, at, you know, in the junior program, what's the biggest challenge of, of you know, helping those guys kind of figured out at that point, And it, they're still so young and so raw.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, like you said, I th- they are so young, you have to have patience. And you you really have to get to know each individual and figure out what makes them tick. I think that's so important within coaching. As a coach, you've seen a lot, right? And obviously, like, there's guys who have been in the game a heck of a lot longer than I have. But you see things, and as you grow and have that experience, you when you get to a point, you look back, and you're like, man, they've come a long way. You know, but it's been a gradual incline. It doesn't go zero to 60. And I I think that's such an important piece. And and taking those little steps and those little steps just create more confidence for each individual. And then they're able to take the next step. And um, the encouragement is good, but also the challenging is good. I don't don't know how much anybody recalls me playing in Syracuse, but I'm a pretty competitive and intense guy. Uh, But at the same time, I think there's the other side of it that I learned so much from Coach York is having just the calmness and um and and the patience to to push and to encourage kids when maybe things aren't going great not don't come in and just start screaming at them you gotta you gotta slowly you know use some positive influence and twist to it to get them to to have some encouragement
1: that is uh, as true as you could possibly imagine you see it i mean the coaching it feels like it's evolved so much over the years and in terms of those relationships and and the the approach to the game, what do you enjoy most, I guess, about, uh, you know, coaching and and working with uh, young athletes and players and and, and these student athletes now? What do you enjoy the most?
0: That's a great question. I I mean, obviously the relationships are awesome. Um, That's always fun. You know, you have, like, I got a couple of texts last night from from some guys in the American League that are former players at BC. Just, they're reaching out to you, which I think is awesome. Uh, It's not it's not always the most fun when the coach has to reach out to the player. It's great when the players reach out to the coach, the former coaches. So it's that, that's a really cool thing. Um, Honestly, from a team perspective, I love the, like the, the grind of it. I like um, the ability to try to break down another team and try to figure out what's going to work against it. I I love that. It's like a puzzle to me. Um, And coach Brown, who's here now loves that stuff too. So it's fun. Like, Picking like each other's brains on all that stuff and how it all works and and what types of adjustments we can make as a team to to counter whatever that other team is doing. So it's those pieces are great. Um, and, and every day is a challenge. Every opponent's different, and you got to figure out what's going to make it work. So um, and what's going to give you success. So I probably enjoy the relationships and the in the strategy the most of it all.
1: Uh, the great chess matches uh, there in terms of the coaching is is awesome. We uh, we can't move on from BC without talking about or at least bringing up a, a name that maybe we'll see in Syracuse at some point. At least he's a lightning draft pick uh, and from the Syracuse area as well. Eamon Powell, uh, just uh, give a thought on on him and you know he's been there for a couple of years now at BC. Uh, like we said, a lightning pick a couple of years ago uh, and from the Syracuse area. How about Eamon Powell?
0: eamon has been great. Uh, he's been he's been our top defender this year. He's um, smooth feet um not a big guy he's pretty small but um smooth feet he can sh- he can shoot fairly well good vision stick skills are crazy um shootout moves i think our goalies are in a pretzel every time he comes down so that's always fun to see what he's going to come up with next but um he's a great kid pretty quiet but but a really good kid works hard he loves hockey just flat out loves hockey. You ask him trivia questions about players, he'll he'll rattle them off pretty quick for for you. So, um, he's a good player, really good player. Obviously, if if he's in Syracuse, I think the fans will enjoy watching him.
1: And then we'll uh, we'll touch on you, and then we'll shift back to your time, you know, in Syracuse uh, back in the mid 2000s. But you're obviously in a great spot right now, a great uh, opportunity, a great position there at BC. But what's the goal for you? Are you uh, are you looking to become a head coach? You get to the pro game? You know, down the line, what are you hoping to accomplish?
0: Yeah. I'd love to be a head coach at some point. You know, I, I feel like I've learned a lot, obviously you can never stop learning. Um, So that's, that's a big part, but obviously it's about opportunity too and, and w- where that opportunity is and um, how you can build that particular place. And I would love to do that at some point. Absolutely. I, I think right now my, my focus every year is to make sure that we can be the best staff and the best team that we possibly can be. And, at the end of the year, that all gets evaluated and we figure out what the next moves are and, and go from there. But I, I I love it where I am, um, but I also uh, am very curious about what the future holds.
1: Well, we look forward to, uh, to that success down the line for you uh, whenever it may uh, happen. Let's shift now to your time in Syracuse like we said it was just the one year with the crunch in 2005-2006 uh, We you come in you play uh 23 games for the crunch before we dive into the, the you know the some of the minutia of the season just you know a thought on your time spent in Syracuse
0: I it was it was probably my my favorite time of playing after post-college um I love the group of guys I love the organization uh Jim Serosi was unbelievable to me when I was there and actually when he was texting me about this podcast i i made sure he knew how appreciative i was of how he treated me um it was uh, it was an awesome group of guys i it was funny i got to see jamie pusher uh probably about a month ago he was here actually watching amon powell um so i got to catch up with him and he was he's got to be my top three all-time favorite teammates that i've ever had um just a classy guy funny guy knew knew the room knew how to deal with it if there was you know some tenseness he knew how to loosen it up it was, he was he was an awesome guy to have in that room and he was an, a veteran guy who had been through a lot but he would drop the gloves if he needed a fight he would he literally would do everything he needed to to help his team and uh that group in that year it was it was truly my my favorite memory as a as a professional
1: player yeah it was a really good team too. uh 47 wins in total for the team you uh in your 23 games you picked up 12 wins 12 8 and 1 you started here on a pto tell us how you wound up in syracuse in the first place and, and you know the course of that season for you with a crunch
0: yeah i mean i was i was in dayton uh to start the year and uh there were, syracuse or columbus i forget who but they there was a lot of injuries um the Martin Prusek was up in Columbus, uh, Pascal Leclerc, um, Penner was there. Um, so there was a good group of goalies that were ahead of me and, uh, I got the opportunity to go up. I, I forget, I forget my first game. I, I forget all that stuff, but, um, I just remember, I just remember being there thinking I was going to be there for a couple days. And, um, I think I was there for like, I think I was there for like a month and a half. The first time I brought like a small bag of clothes, Jim Sarosi's giving me sweatshirts so I can walk from the hotel to the rink every day. Um, so it was, it was a crazy time, but like, truly like the people in Syracuse were unbelievable. Like I would come down every morning from the hotel, the people in the lobby would cut out the Sudoku puzzles for me out of all the papers. I'd go have breakfast in the restaurant at the hotel. Like it was just an awesome it was the people were so great. And, um, but the whole experience was awesome. I think, you know, th- I had the opportunity at one point to stay in Dayton and finish the year with them or go to Syracuse and be the third goalie for the playoff run. And I love my time in Dayton. It wasn't a knock on them, but I just, I loved being in Syracuse and I loved being around the guys and, I had more of a connection with that team. Um, and I, I remember I was like, no, I I'd rather be the third goalie in Syracuse. I'll get back skated every day. Like, I like, I love being here. And I would, I would go there and I think one one or two of the games we played Manitoba in the first round, I actually went on the radio and did the color.
1: Oh, with Bobby which, Mack? Which, yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly. <boy.
0: laughs> yeah. So it was, uh, it was fun. Um, Obviously, you know, at the time, I think Pascal had just come down from Columbus for the playoffs because Columbus didn't make the playoffs that year. So it kind of pushed me down. Um, But at the same time, like it was it was such a special group of guys that that I'll never forget, though, that
1: that. Like you said, a great group, a, a really good team. For the record, your first game of the Crunch was uh, in Hamilton, a 3-2 win for the Crunch. So you won that, uh, that first game, and, and that was just the start of a really good run uh, for the group. You know, you, you talk about coming here and not knowing how long you'd be here. You're in the hotel. What was You kind of alluded to it at the start when you were saying you wanted to get away from the game because you were sick of moving around in hotels and whatnot. But what you know, what's the hardest part, I guess, of uh, when you come into a new city on a PTO and you're staying in a hotel for a while?
0: It's it's hard to like get any relationship with any of the guys, right? Because you know they're all everybody's got families and you know back then the kids that you know wife kids whatever it was and they'd all go back and you just go back to your hotel room and um and that was it and you'd see them the next day at practice or whatever so it was hard to get that but at the same time I thought the guys in the room did such a good job of welcoming you um, and push was a huge part of that push was the man who would like. Yeah, you know, would have like uh, when we we weren't at the war memorial, we'd go somewhere else. I forget what what rink it was, but we'd go somewhere else for practice. And I just remember push walking in. He's like, "Who wants to jump in the cowboy Cadillac?" Which was his pickup truck. And I'm like, "I'm in." So, uh, but it was it was nice to have that camaraderie. But um, it's challenging. I I don't know I don't know if the fans understand the the sacrifices that players make in that regard, whether it's going from Columbus or at the time, Columbus down or Dayton or wherever up um, there were definitely sacrifices that were made on the back end, And and it's, it's not easy. It it really isn't. You got to eat all your meals out. And at that time you did, and um, it made it challenging, but at the same time, you just, you wanted to go and you wanted to help teams win and, and have success and build relationships and, and all that, which I was happy I did.
1: Uh, you know, you said you, you really enjoyed your time here and, you know, uh, in terms of your pro experience, what what did you enjoy about the city, whether it's away from the rink or, you know, here at the rink in front of the fans? What did you enjoy the most about your time uh, in Syracuse?
0: I, it's funny. People are like, I can't do Syracuse. It's freezing up there. There's too much snow. And I'm like, I loved it there. Like, I mean, there was different t- parts of the town. You had the college part. You had a like a, a little bit older part. Um I don't recall the names of each area, but like, you know, we'd go to Syracuse basketball games, football games, all that stuff. Like it was just a, it was, you know, it's a, it's a city, but it's, it's a pretty confined city. So like everybody kind of knew each other, which was good. Um, so the camaraderie across, across the town was, was great. Um, I don't recall any, that winter being crazy bad, but I remember a couple walks to the rink where I was like, Oh boy uh I might have to ask uh Cirosi for like a parker or something though um but either way it was it was uh i just i just like the camaraderie within i think there was uh and, and the basketball team was great that year it was was it McNamara? i think he was there he would come to a couple of the games and he was a guest guy like it was just cool it was cool to have the balance between the, the minor league pro stuff and in the college town and and all that and it was obviously it helped us that they didn't have a hockey team, yeah. you know, so
1: we had some really good crowds and a good team to come see. Yeah, Crunch again with 47 wins that year. I know you said you didn't remember your first game and really don't remember the games, but is there a moment that sticks out in your mind, uh you know, on the ice uh, from your your experience in in Syracuse?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, now that you say it was in Hamilton, it's funny. I, I think I played against a former teammate of mine, Ty Conklin. Yeah, yep. Uh, he was in Hamilton at the time and. I was I was now that you say that like I was I remember being nervous that game because my first time with Syracuse and um, Ty was shooting pucks at me at warmups <laughs> to get me off my game he had just been sent down from Edmonton so um, it was an interesting time there and then uh, I do remember we had a three and three we played Chicago and then we came back and played um, I think it was the Marlies uh actually it was the Rochester Americans and the Marlies it was a three and three and uh I we we swept we won all three but to me it was like one of my better weekends I played all three games and um I think I I I think I gave up two goals in the three games total um it was just one of those times where I was like I finally felt comfortable with everything and like it just felt like the puck was huge and um you know mark Hardigan's there and it was just it's just a it was it was a, just a cool time like looking back i think that was the one weekend where i look back and i'm like that would like wish i could have done that every weekend <laughs> you know <laughs> but obviously you can't
1: yeah well you had a really good run in, in syracuse that year you had an eight game winning streak at one point a, a very very successful one year with the crunch again 12 wins in total in 23 games uh any final thoughts before we let you run your time in syracuse or, or anything else you want to add
0: no, I just can't say enough about how great the organization was always to, to the players. And, um, you know, I remember Jim Sarosi saying when I first got there is we may not have the best amenities, but we tried to treat treat everybody with the utmost respect. And I, I can't say enough about how I was treated there. And Even though I was a, lo- a lower guy in the totem pole, um, that didn't change how, how I was handled. So I, I can't thank them enough for all that.
1: We appreciate you coming on here today at Crunch Chronicles Mike Ayers, our guest here today on the show Mike, thanks so much for doing this Uh, Good luck with the rest of the year at BC And good luck moving forward
0: Awesome, thanks Lucas
1: there he is, Mike Ayers. We thank him for giving us the time, and we hope you enjoyed the conversation. I just can't get over that story of how one of Mike's coworkers at Dick Sporting Goods nudged him to get back into the game, away from retail, and back into hockey. And, of course, he's been coaching ever since. Well, we wish Mike luck as he continues his journey in hockey. If you have any Mike Air stories from his one season in Syracuse, we'd love to hear them and share them on an upcoming episode of the show. You can send in a voice memo to me via email, lfavalli at syracusecrunch.com. That'll do it for this week's episode of the show. Thanks again to Mike for joining us. For all of us with the Syracuse Crunch, I'm Lucas Favali, saying so long for now. We'll chat again next time on another episode of Crunch Chronicles.